Hey everyone, welcome back to the latest episode of Wolfpack Mentality Podcast, where our mission is to help you break through mental barriers, gain clarity, and awaken the wolf from within so you can live a free and fulfilling life. Today we're joined by Orlando Native, men's physique bodybuilder, owner of Vala Apparel, and personal trainer, Instagram influencer, Armand Tajali. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be a part of the Wolfpack Mentality Podcast and can't wait to learn more about you and talk about my upbringings. For sure, man. For sure. Thank you, you know, for being a guest on the show. Uh, you know, we've been following each other for a few years now and <laughs> never had the pleasure of meeting just yet. But, you know, we've shared many conversations and you seem like a pretty stand up guy. So I'm honored to have you on the podcast today and I'm looking forward to, you know, just learning about you, having you share some of your experiences and helping the listeners. You know, overcome Absolutely. fear and doubt, all that good stuff. So um, first, you know, let's start off. How are you feeling today, man? I'm feeling good. Um, got some good sleep last night for once. That was always good. The last few weeks have been really crazy with starting at the launch and kind of bringing the company to a rise and working on that for sure. Yeah, how man. Yourself? How have you been today? I'm doing well. You know, starting the day off a little bit late, Sunday. <laughs> Had to sleep in, kind of chill and relax. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, speaking of the clothing launch, I, I, I know from my experience, uh, you know, starting Wolfpack Athletics, it was a very um, exciting time for me. Um, it was very nerve wracking and just getting all those moving parts in place. Um, we're we're going to get into talking about your clothing brand and everything. Uh, but just for the listeners who aren't necessarily familiar with you, I'd like you to take us through your upbringings and, you know, how you got started and just uh, working out and just a little bit about yourself. Right, for sure. So I'm uh, currently a senior at UCF. I'm studying finance right now. Uh, it's a little bit different of a path. I feel like most people that are in the fitness realm either do like exercise science or kinesiology, kind of get more into detail of that background as they want to further their personal training career. But um, yeah, I have a business background and I started working out consistently, I'd say about junior year of high school. So I was about 16 years old, almost 17. And Ever since then, I really just grabbed a passion for fitness and bodybuilding and trying to just grow myself. And I didn't really start posting consistently on Instagram until I would say sophomore year of college where I competed in my first men's physique show. And ever since then, it's been a great, great time. Nice, nice. So you competed in your uh, first show, uh, sophomore year. Uh, take us through that experience. You know, I've never competed before, so how was dieting? You know, what were some of the challenges of it? Kind of just take Absolutely. us back to, to the sophomore year. Yeah, so I would definitely say that competing was probably the most challenging aspect of life that I've ever been through. Um, so I decided to compete because I was just about to turn 20 years old. I was the last year of 19, and I thought that it would be a perfect time for me to compete because I'll be in the teen division before I really get older. And even though I'll be 20, 21, wanting to compete again, I'll be competing against people of 30 plus years of training or being of older age. So you have a lot more knowledge and a lot more muscle density, maturity. It's a lot harder to compete in. So For sure. in the teen division, you have people up to 19 years old. So the bracket's a lot smaller. And yeah, I dieted for about 16 weeks. I was, I would say about 21% body fat when I started prep. So I was well over what I should have been for sure. <laughs> yeah. What, what did yeah. you, uh, what'd you get down to? I would say about 7% body fat. Wow. There. 
And yeah, as a it. natural, it's very difficult to really push down to those limits. And yeah, doing cardio almost every single day. Last few weeks, it came to about an hour and a half of cardio every day, really pushing through and eating minimal calories, barely walking. <laughs> it gets tough, but it's a very memorable um, portion of my life that I'm happy to have gone through. For sure, for sure. Um, when you, you know, when you did your first competition, were you uh, coaching yourself or did you have a coach? No, I actually uh, hired a coach local to, at the time I was in Gainesville for the summer. Okay. And um, yeah, I have nothing but good things to say about him. We vibed very well together. He even came to the show with me. We drove down to Miami where I competed there. And yeah, um, I did a few cuts on my own myself. But I kind of wanted to hire a coach to see a different perspective because even if you know everything about dieting, about training, um, there's always things that you don't notice when you're on a cut or just different perspectives you can always get that can help benefit yourself. So yeah. having, hiring a coach is always important no matter what aspect of fitness you're in. I agree. I agree. Not just in fitness, you know, in finance, exactly. uh, you know, just Maybe like with health. mental health, a little bit of everything coach helps out a lot and not, a, not alone, uh, just having a coach, but, you know, just having a strong support system. Um, I feel like that's very important when you're starting a new uh, project, you know, kind of like your new company, I'm sure you had some people in your corner motivating you to push you to reach that next level. Um, and for me growing up, I played sports. Um, so I've always had a coach there to, to just motivate me to, to reach that next level. Um, did you play any sports growing up? Yeah, I actually played um, soccer for basically the entire life. Um, yeah, I played competitively for many years. And I also competed in martial arts that a lot of people don't know about me. Oh, so nice. I competed in um, state tournaments, won a few state titles, I guess you'd say, in point sparring and um, creative weapons, forms. So martial arts is a big part of my life and kind of nice. creates that personality in you, that perseverance, that never giving up mentality, which I want to bring upon to my company as well. Dude, that's awesome. Dude, what, uh, what martial arts did you do? Did you do Muay Thai, uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? I did uh, Wataru. Wataru, so okay. A little more old school karate. Okay. How long? And I also kind of transitioned to Taekwondo later on in the years. as was getting more competitive edge to get different perspectives. I thought about doing um, kickboxing competitively as well, okay. but decided to go more to the soccer route as I was getting older, as I saw more of a future there until junior year of high school where I tore my hamstring and couldn't really play the same ever again in mm -hmm. soccer, which yeah. is kind of where I found the passion for fitness as I started um, building strength back into my hamstring, doing PT three times a week. And all I was doing was strength training at the time. So I was really working out legs, and I just found a passion through the gym into becoming, I guess, a men's physique competitor. That's dope. So, you know, you, you didn't let the injury keep you down. You were able to transition it into a new passion and, you know, you started working out and everything. When did it turn from passion and into a business? Because I know you're a personal trainer as well. When did you make that transition and uh, how was it transitioning from, from that? Like, was it difficult getting started? Absolutely. I guess with any business, starting up is always the most difficult part as I would say the most difficult part of any business is getting sales. But, um, mm -hmm. as a, having a passion like bodybuilding for so long, all you really want to do is give back to the community and help others achieve what you've accomplished and make others feel great about themselves. So I've had the pleasure to coach with 
many, many individuals. And I guess I really started at the beginning of junior year of college where I started my online training um, career. Okay. Uh, so you train uh, primarily online or uh, in person as well? Correct. I did um, a few times in person, but I prefer to do it online as you can get. I like to do more of a lifestyle transformation rather than prep coaching or in-person coaching. It comes a little uh, more difficult with time and trying to find the right gym and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, I do the same, you know, online and in person. Right. Uh, I've done in-person training for a corporate gym and it was an experience, you know, they focus a lot more on the sales aspect side of it than focusing on, you know, actually helping out people or from my personal experience. And it pushed me to uh, go more in depth with my online coaching. And I find a lot more pleasure in it because you can connect with a lot more people. And like you stated, you know, it's more of a lifestyle transformation where you're teaching them all those healthy habits and everything. One of the risks I did run into when I first got started, when you when you're building those programs, and you would spend so long building them, and then a the client, they don't follow through. They don't do the program. There's yeah. clients like that, and no matter what you do, it's just a part of the game. <laughs> exactly. It's a part of the game, and you know, not a lot of trainers talk about it. How do you get your clients to adhere to the programs and to follow through with training? Right. So I'm a very persistent person in the sense that I'm always going to contact you and always talk about how you're feeling, what you're doing. Like recently I've had a client that kind of fell off the wagon and wasn't able to get himself to kind of push through. So I gave him a few days off of the, the plan and just kind of relaxed, but also I wanted him to get back into the gym setting before getting back into the meal plan. So as you get back into the gym setting, it kind of puts you back into that mentality and then you start seeing results again and you feel good about yourself, feel healthy, where you can go back into the full swing of the training plan. Yeah, so. absolutely. I talked to uh, Jordan Syatt last week, and I think he touched on a, a really good point um, about getting clients to adhere to their training programs. And it's really just setting those expectations at the beginning, you know, just letting yeah. them know like, hey, there's going to be a point where you want to quit. And, you know, there's going to be challenging and everything. But you got to know the only reason that the only way that this won't work is if you quit. And so exactly. you, you set that in their mind already. And it's like, hey, don't quit if you want to, you know, make results. And I feel like that kind of helps out a lot of times as well. Um, how about in, in your experience? Absolutely. Yeah. And I'd say um, when you're in that setting, you kind of want to make it also more of a lifestyle. So I know there's times when people are kind of tired of doing like the same plan. They're tired of the all day, every day grind and they need a little bit of a break. And I get that too. So that's why you have um, refeeds or cheat days also. It's kind of, bring back a, a fresh mind and clear the plate. Yeah, exactly. And you, uh, you kind of touched on, uh, you know, about you uh, at UCF and you're studying business and everything. Uh, and it's a little bit of a different route than a lot of personal trainers take. Um, right. Very similar to myself. I, I went to UCF. Um, I was there on scholarship with ROTC um, and I got my economics degree. I finished my last year at USF. And then most people, they'll be like, oh, you have a degree in economics. What are you doing in fitness? And, you know, I get a question all the time, dude, all the time. But it's like fitness is so multifaceted, you know, um, year one, when I first started working out, I feel like I was very focused on uh, just improving, you know, like my one rep max and just lifting as, as heavy as I could. Uh, for you, it might have been, you know, achieving the, the perfect physique since you were doing bodybuilding. And 
Whereas this year I'm, I'm going on year three of everything. And I feel like my mindset is just completely shifted. Uh, whereas I'm more worried about the holistic side, you know, just wellness. So whereas all my workouts are not necessarily just a push pull and leg split or like a bro split, any of that th- nature, it's more of I'm focusing on hip mobility or like shoulder stability, you know, just working on like shoulder abduction and all those other things. How's it transitioned for you from year one to where you are now? Your mindset oh, yeah. just in fitness. Year one was definitely a lack of leg days for sure. And <laughs> a bunch <laughs> of chest days, bench days. I absolutely loved benching when I first started working out. And yeah. I would see those, those big guys in the gym that are also intimidating in the beginning. A lot of people are afraid to step into the gym because they see people that are I've been working out for years and they're more afraid of what they would think or what they would say when really the goal of everyone in the gym is to help each other out and right. to create a community that we're all there together. We're all there to work out and have a great, a great uh, workout. Exactly. Well, now what about, um, you know, since you are an Instagram quote unquote influencer, you know, when you first started recording and starting your journey, how was it for you? You know, how, how'd you overcome that fear and doubt when people are just watching you in the gym when you're recording and, you know, how'd you overcome that? Yeah, it's honestly uh, funny. When I first started recording, I would always do it. It was like back in senior year of high school is when I first did a few videos like edits. I love doing workout edits because right. I was in um, a digital media class back in high school where we taught. Nice. Um, how to use Photoshop, Premiere, After Effects, all these little tools from Adobe Suite, which mm-hmm. kind of help you for video editing. And um, so late at night, me and my friend that would work out together all the time, we'd go at like two, three in the morning to the gym because it was a 24 hour gym. Nice. And we'd just record, bring our camera and a little backpack and t- t- take a quick video, put it back down, make sure no one's looking around us. <laughs> You're definitely afraid in the beginning to start off. But as you get practice with anything in life, you get more accustomed to it, more used to it. And you realize that even if people are staring around you, they're also in awe that you have the ability to do such a thing in public and not be afraid to really show who you are. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's just like working out. You got to get reps in, you know, the more consistent that you do something, the easier it becomes and uh, the less um, uncomfortable it becomes still to this day. I, I, I don't necessarily get annoyed, but I sometimes have to tell myself like, hey, they're watching you because you're filming or they're watching you because maybe they've seen your videos or like they've seen those certain things and you can't really let it get to you because at the end of the day, we're all there to better ourselves and, you exactly. know, you just got to just keep moving forward. Yeah. And that's just I love the way you game. put that, that. It's like reps. Of <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah. feel that. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Um, you know, what else? So, uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, what, what do you got going on right now? So you just started the new company. Um, how was that experience? You know, I, I know for me, it was a lot of, uh, a lot of sampling, you know, um, with different, different materials and fabrics and just really just going for it. You know, that was the biggest, the biggest hurdle for me. It's just like, what are people going to think? You know, are they really going to buy the clothing? Like, oh my God, like launch days here, you know, take us through uh, that process for you. Exactly. So when um, I first started, I would say I made designs back in freshman year of college and I was always creating on Illustrator, kind of making the specs of this length of the shirt of this length of the sleeve. And the design aspect, I guess, would take some time. And of course, talking to manufacturers, you have to find the right fit for you as well. It's Mm -hmm. kind of like having a coach in a way you want to find the right fit, the right person that sees your vision and you can communicate well with one another. And 
I'd say it was very difficult in the beginning to find the right manufacturer. I've got probably five or six different samples from different people and trying to see the right fit, the right look that I wanted. And when I came to the person that I knew was right, right for me, I right away just contacted them and told them what I wanted. And yeah. Yeah. And now what's the concept? Take us through, you know, what is Vala? So where, where that name, where did the name come from? So when I first started making the name, I wanted to make it short and sweet and kind of memorable in a way, not a super long name or something that is kind of confusing from the start, even though when you see the name in the logo form, it kind of looks like an I instead of an L. So <laughs> a lot of people think it's Voya or something like that. But yeah. um, it's a good, good, to, uh, good conversation starter. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I wanted Vola to resonate kind of my mentality and my motivation. I always tell people, to take things one step at a time. Don't try to pull send up to the top and goals aren't created and finished in one step. It takes a few steps to go slowly. So I wanted Vola to kind of come from a word that resonates that where I got from the word volatile actually. Okay. So, okay. Nice. So volatile. Where I can't got the word Vola as a portion of that word. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you, how long did it take you to go from the planning stage all the way to execution? Cause I know for me, so, you know, kind of like you said, like you don't just go full speed. I legit, I used to journal, you know, I'm a big journaler. So I would just put notes on my phone, like all the time there would literally be, okay, I'm going to plan for these months. I need to, from here, I need to go into the budgeting. Once I get the budgeting, all right, what's going to be like my marketing plan. Boom, I got my marketing plan. Now, how am I going to execute it? And I didn't deviate from that timeline at all. You know, I, I, I'm a big believer in once you're organizing, you set a plan, like it makes it so much easier to execute because now you're just checking, you know, checking things off of the box. Um, so how was that process for you? For sure. So like I said, um, back in freshman year, I started making designs and really kind of pushed forward this idea. And I wasn't even consistent on Instagram at the time. I probably had maybe... 400, 500 followers at the time. I wasn't even trying to grow anything. I just knew that this was the goal I wanted to have and accomplish in my life. So um, for the past three years or so, I would say as going to my senior year of college, I was um, raising the budget basically and creating a, a plan, a marketing plan, which is honestly the hardest part in my opinion because creating sales is the most difficult aspect of any business, especially yeah. the clothing brand. Mm-hmm. And um, it wasn't until March, this March, that I really talked to the manufacturer and got things rolling and started executing everything. The website was already done, and the only thing I really needed was the products, of course. Mm-hmm. So decided to launch on a certain day, and I've always been a big believer. When you set a day for anything like cutting or when you're doing a competition, when you have that date, it really puts in your mind that this is the day that I need to accomplish what I was going to do. Uh-huh. I created that date and set the launch. That's how I got started. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Yeah. It, it's a amazing. It's amazing to be able to have your own business. You know, I've worked since I was 14. Yeah. First job was selling newspaper subscriptions, going the door to door. So I've always had that. Yeah. I always had that hustler mindset, man, to just, just work. And then having something of your own, you know, just, Um, the biggest advice that I could give to you, uh, when growing it is to, even though you want things to go really quick, 
it's okay for things to go a bit slower because that allows you time to have, you know, the trial and error to figure out what works for you. And to a lot of times I find that when, when, when businesses, cause you're going to get a lot of momentum in the beginning. And if you go too fast, you're more prone to crash faster. Whereas if you take it slower, you can maintain control of it and build a lot more organic, you know, audience. And, 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 um, you know, that's, that's a piece of advice that I could give. Um, now, yeah, man, that's, it's been one of those things. Like a lot of times when people find that you believe a lot in your product, they're going to believe in you because they see your consistency and they want to support you. Exactly. Yeah. The beginning stage, of course, you want everything to go right. You want to sell out of course, but you always have to have realistic expectations and the hardest part really is to get the name out there. Like someone could look at my page and say, why would I want to buy that t-shirt? So really you need to explain the purpose of your brand, the mission behind it, and the sales will come, of course. It's just a matter of time and correct execution. Exactly. And that kind of that brings you to my next question. What separates Vala from any other apparel company? You know, right. what's, your, what's your niche? Like, tell us. Right. So my um, slogan per se is one step further, like I was saying earlier. So I'm always someone who likes to take one, one step at a time. And my goal is to really create a community where people can come together and help each other reach their goals and reach their different steps in life. So I'm working on it on my website right now. I'll talk a little more about it in the future as I'm working on it right now. But I'm trying to create a community subscription in a way where people can help each other out and give their advice. Like, for example, when I first started, I wasn't sure how to get a manufacturer. But if you have a community of people that can help you do these different things and really help each other out and grow as a persona, I think that'd be very beneficial. And my long-term goal also is to reach the lifestyle community more than the fitness community, as I want to create more stuff like um, cargo shorts or flannel, stuff like that, rather yeah. than athletic apparel. That's good. I feel like when you focus on just the athletic or fitness community, a lot of people, they don't realize it's such a small community. So it really is, yeah. you'll literally be marketing to the same people that everyone's marketing to. So that's great for you to have that long-term plan. And I, you know, I think that's a good, good idea. Um, who inspired you to start Vola um, and to just take everything to the next level? I know for me, um, you know, Christian Guzman, he was a big inspiration for Wolfpack. I feel like he's inspired a lot of us when it comes to just going after our dreams and everything. Who's that mentor for you? I would say the same thing for me as well. Um, back in, I would say sophomore year of high school when I was, I mean, junior year of high school, when I was really starting to lift, um, you know, you'd look up YouTube videos, look up how to bench press or these kinds of, these kinds of things. Yeah. And names like Christian Guzman would always come up and I'd always watch his videos. And around this time was when Alphalay kind of just popped up and yeah. was just starting to grow. So it was really cool to see how he did that. And it was always something that I wanted to do. Even before I became part of fitness, I was one of the clothing brand. I was design clothes. I was um, true different designs back in high school as, a, as I was a digital media persona, I guess. Yeah, he, he's a pretty good influence, you know, for a lot of us. I like what I like about him is when you watch a Christian Guzman video from like 2017, 2016, he's literally still talking about the same message and the same everything to this day. The only difference is he's achieved a lot higher of success. You know, he's working on Alpha Land and he's really just 
built the blueprint for, you know, for everyone to follow. Um, and a big thing for me, what I realized recently is when you, when you are starting a new project or you're looking to achieve like some new goal, it's great to have a strong one, to have a strong support system. Uh, two, we already talked about, you know, being organized and having a plan. And then three, you want to surround yourself um, and with, with mentors or just like-minded people who are going to help you to further your goals. Cause you got to think if those people are, they're already successful, you know, they've already done the groundwork. They've already set the systems in the place and all this other, you know, all the other methods that they have to do. Why reinvent the wheel? You know, you take what they've done and, and you make it your own. Cause obviously you don't want to be one of those companies that just duplicates everything they do. Cause it's not going to set you apart. Exactly. Do you agree? For sure. And I'd say you definitely want to find something different than what's already in the community. If you make the same thing over and over again and copy someone else's product, that's, that's never going to work. You need to find a hole that you see and kind of resonate off of that. Like my, the next line coming up pretty soon is a woman's line. And I feel like I'm demonstrating a good example of fulfilling that hole as it's a little bit of a different of a product that's not really been shown yet. So I'm excited to bring that forth in the next few months and hopefully be a great start to a great journey. Yeah, man. I'm excited for you, bro. I think it's awesome. you seeing people just go after their dreams and uh, really just want to make a difference, especially when, when your mindset is in the right place. Yeah, what else do you have you know, going on right now? You're going to compete anytime soon? Hopefully next year I'll be able to compete in the summer. I've been uh, sick the past few months and I haven't been able to work out in, I would say probably three months. So this is of COVID or, uh, and my whole body just beat and <laughs> totally exhausted. What, but was I'm that because of uh, the pandemic or, or? Oh no, actually I had mono the past few months, unfortunately. And I was just in bed rest and couldn't really get out of bed or anything. And every time I try to work out, it would get worse again. So I have a pretty mm -hmm. weak immune system at uh, all times. So even if I got the coronavirus, it would not be the best for myself as well. Yeah. <laughs> definitely be out for a long, long time as you know, it's a, global tough pandemic that hopefully we can all yeah but you're feeling better now and you know the mono's all gone for sure yeah yeah feeling great right now and getting back into the gym that first week i kind of felt that um new energy as you did back when you first started lifting because you have mm -hmm. such a long break you kind of forget the feeling of working out and how it makes you feel health wise yeah. energy wise and it was a great break for me honestly mentally and physically as kind of have a new purpose in the gym as well. Working a yeah. lot more on strength this time around, really want to grow and focus on getting the correct meals in and hopefully have a better competition next time next year when I step on stage. Yeah, I think you will, man. You know, this pandemic, I feel like, has opened a lot of people's eyes. Um, I don't know if you saw like in the beginning of everything, a lot of the influencers who are super active on social media, they kind of took a break. Right. And it's kind of been one of those times where it's like, you know, sink or swim, or you have to do like a lot of like self reflection. And I feel like, yeah, like the introspection. And I feel like um, it's been a great time for people to just really work on their personal growth. Um, and it sounds like, you know, you have your, your mind in the right place. So I think things will work out for you. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, unfortunately, not being able to kind of post in the fitness realm is always difficult. So not being able to lift or work out for the past three months has definitely put a harsh stab in the wounds. But yeah. now that I'm back up and on my feet, it feels good to be back in the groove of things. That's for sure.
Yeah, facts. Thankful to be in the position that I'm in. And definitely having a team behind you is always important, as I always say. Um, even though I am like the only owner, as you are, for Wolfpack as well. Mm-hmm. Having people that support you, having friends that support you are always the most important thing in anything you do. So definitely don't think that you are in it by yourself. You should always find people that are with you and can help you. Yeah, I agree. At the beginning, um, I, I, I was one of those people. I'm, I'm a very hands-on person. Like I said, I've been working since I was 14. My first job, like real job, um, was at 16. I got an internship at a law firm. So I've always been one of those people that are just like hands-on, hands-on. That like I want to be in control of everything. But what I've learned is it's really great to have that close team to help you, uh, you know, fulfill whatever obligations you have because you can't do it all. Nobody does it them all. Like every successful person, they have a, a, a highly successful team behind them, making sure that what they're doing is right. You know, keeping them accountable that's the biggest thing holding them accountable and just making sure because once you get once you achieve a certain level of success it's you you're almost under a microscope so every move is kind of watched so one one bad move could really damage your reputation damage your brand credibility and it's important to have that team there to really just hold you accountable and make sure that you're not doing anything that you shouldn't be doing for sure. And one thing I would definitely say is never be afraid of failure. Never be afraid of um, failing. As any business starts, no one's going to have a complete um, growth, exponential growth in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It takes time. It definitely takes a lot of time. And don't put yourself down if you don't get the exact numbers that you expected. Don't put yourself down if you're not producing as much as you're hoping to. Each small step of the way is how you get to the bigger goal. Exactly. Long-term consistency over short-term intensity. You'll, you'll see a lot of people, they'll, they'll gain like, you know, whatever, and they'll be so happy for it. And then I see some people, they'll get upset, like, man, I wish that was me, or yeah. I can do that too. And it's like, all right, you can do that. Take that motivation and go do that. Because any athlete, even like when you're growing up and you're an athlete, that person who, who sucks on your team if they keep practicing, they're going to get better. And if you don't practice, they're going to pass you up, you know? So it's, it's all about the, the work that you put in and just being consistent. Um, and I think what you're doing with your company and just everything that you have going on is great. So really just keep that, that positive mindset and just don't Absolutely. stop, man. Nothing's, nothing's going to stop you, you but yourself. And you um, as well. You're doing absolutely wonderful for Wolfpack. I love seeing all the content that you produce. You always put not only Wolfpack, but also your personal page. You always put, top tier level of content. And I always enjoy seeing what you put out and keep up the great work. I know it's definitely not easy and it's tough the amount of content you produce as well. You post basically every day and it's very, <laughs> very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Just, you just thank post you, a picture, man. but when you really put the thought back into it, it's, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. Cause yeah, it's not easy. Um, and I think for me uh, recently with my career changes and everything, it's coming a lot more apparent to me that, you know, in order to do that, you have to really be organized, man. <laughs> so that's like a big thing I'm still working on, but thank you. Uh, we got to collaborate sometime. You know, you're in the Lando. We're not too far from each other. Um, we'll get something going. Nice I'll be coming down to Tampa pretty soon. So I'll definitely let you know about that too. And we can get a great workout in. Heck yeah. You want to plug your, uh, your website and, uh, you know, some last minute nuggets for the listeners? 
Yeah, for sure. So um, the website is bolaapparel.com. And I have some fun things coming pretty soon that I know you guys would all be very excited to see. And a woman's line is coming in the near future, which I am proud to represent. So good, man. That's all we got for today, guys. Thank you for listening in. As always, stay hungry, stay humble, keep moving forward. Peace. Yeah.